0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Elliot Pinella. He's the man, Thomas Pierce and Barriers, Ben Pierce. This is PNC prediction Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you on a on a different night. It's a Friday night. We just got through watching SmackDown. So Ben, how's it going?
1: Um, I'm pretty good. I've had a very uh, interesting day, and I was kind of I was kind of late getting to SmackDown because oh. I um yeah, well luckily I got through it thanks to D V R so I got through it in time. But um, I had a issue with one of my dogs today, so oh. I was I was dealing with that at the vet. So oh
0: wow. Yay. Um, everything's okay then.
1: So uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. That's good. But you know, thank God for that. But um so I've had a very interesting day. So SmackDown was kind of my opportunity to uh decompress but as is always the case um my blood starts to boil at certain points and as I was telling you right before we went on the air there was only two parts of it that really needed to be on the show period the first one uh being the contract signing between Reigns and McIntyre um I just, I love Reigns as a heel. The work he's doing is uh, is amazing. Um, and then of course the main event with uh, Brian and uh, Jey Uso. And I, I gotta tell you, like, I always knew that Jey Uso was like a very talented guy. Now, obviously we've seen him over the last decade as a, a tag team specialist. But, you know, he has really elevated his game since he's gotten this uh, singles push along with uh, Roman. And, and um, he has impressed me. He he, sw- he has switched his career into a gear that I I wasn't sure he would go because if you had told me, like, six months ago, hey, one of the Usos is going to go on a singles run, I would have been like, yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. And – even even when uh, Roman Reigns, uh, or I'm sorry, even when Jay Uso was announced as Roman Reigns' opponent uh, for their first championship match, I'm like, eh, "This is not gonna work." I'm that was uh, work. that was
0: actually surprising because I forget what I was doing that night, but as soon as I um, walked out of my kitchen, I went to look the television, and I. Yeah. S- and I see uh, Jey Uso winning some match uh, to go on to face Roman Reigns. I was like, what?
1: Yeah, so, you know, obviously this is before we knew, uh, you know, where they were going with it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first to admit that um, based off of WWE's history, I was like, oh, shit. This is not going to This is not going to end well. This is a reflection of the lack of depth of their roster. But I will, you know, as much as I criticize WWE, and trust me, we're going to get into plenty of that as this uh, special Survivor Series episode rolls along. But in this particular instance, I am extremely happy to eat crow um, because they have have really delivered in this storyline, so. Um, yeah so the main event was definitely one of the highlights
0: for me alright well what do you we're into this week's uh, shows absolutely and we're going to kick it off in Monday Night Raw but
1: okie dokie once again I don't know if you knew this Elio but it's been the case for quite a while Raw came to us from the Amway Center
0: I was Where? aware that. Wait, aren't they in the aren't they in the CWC no, that's, uh, that's oh, NXT. That's, that, oh, that's strictly NXT. I thought they were doing the. Oh, oh okay. All right. Yeah, I was, the
1: main roster still in the Thunderdome. Oh,
0: God. And you know what? NXT I'm, NXT. I'm, I'm, I'm getting so tired of this Thunderdome stuff. Yeah, well, apparently
1: um, apparently they're moving it to a bigger. Uh, baseball yeah, tro- 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 tro-
0: Tropicana Field.
1: Yeah. I'm like, oh, joy. It's still
0: the Thunderdome. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if a bigger uh, venue is really gonna help them because that's just gonna emphasize the emptiness. So I'm not really sure how that's gonna work. But nonetheless, All right, go on. So aside from being extremely tired of the Thunderdome, uh, I'm getting extremely tired of Monday Night Raw as a product because it has continued to suck the very life force from my soul. Uh, and and as we get on with this review, um, you'll begin to understand my frustration. So we get uh, first first segment of the evening was Drew McIntyre. And you know, I hate it when WWE does this. I absolutely hate it. They had... A Scotsman talk about his appreciation for American Thanksgiving. It's just I'm already not I'm already knocking shit off my head. I just uh, <laughs> I'm already knocking my headphones off my head in case I gave off for a minute. Um, because you
0: know No 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 you, you get you, it Thanksgiving season, you, but do we really need to knock it? I think um, you knocked those off, those off your head purposely because you're so that's how sick you are wrong. Well you, know?
1: you, you caught me guilty as charged. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't mess up the audio, but you got me on that one. Uh so then after after we hear the obligatory uh, baby face promo from from Drew, um, out, comes, uh, out comes Randy Orton. And it's just like, you know, it's just a, this, this basic back and forth baby face versus heel promo. You know, if you've heard Randy Orton cut a promo once, They've said the same. you have seen it a thousand times. They've,
0: they've just said the I'm same thing. I'm a huge
1: fan of Randy Orton as a wrestler, and I think the current run he's on is one of the best of his career. I'm not saying that, um, you know, that that this changes anything, but it's just his promos just get on my nerves after a while, and it's not because they're bad. It's just because it's the same shit.
0: Yeah, they 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 you know, said week in and week out. They said and the same stuff. They very uh,
1: very annoying. Now now going going backwards a little bit. They um you know obviously the main event of of Raw this week was for the WWE title. Um, but did you notice last week on SmackDown that they kind of in my opinion, gave away the result of the match because, you know, the champion at the time, Randy Orton, uh, did not come out to uh, confront Roman Reigns. No, it was Drew McIntyre, yep, um, who was not a champion at the time, obviously. And, you know, and this kills me because it's like the whole um The whole, you know, spiel about Survivor Series this year is best versus best, champion versus champion. And when you bring out Drew McIntyre to face off against, uh, you know, uh, Roman Reigns and he doesn't have a title on him, it's like, okay, well, then we know exactly what they're going to do with the title, which begs the question, why did they take the belt off of Drew in the fucking first place? My my head just spins, and my my head continued spinning like I I was in a horror flick once The Miz came out with John Morrison. Holy crap, I hate this shit. You know, (laughs) The Miz may very well be the most boring wrestler I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Hey, hey, ho, ho. Oh, my
1: God, it's painful. You know the fact that John Morrison is reduced to being the Miz's sidekick um, <laughs> pisses me off. Because you know, I was, and and I, I guess I, I guess I won't say this um, until later on. But we're gonna we're gonna circle back to this. I want you to remember me talking about the Miz. And John Morrison, right. once we get to the review of the 2011 Survivor Series, because I have a point that I like to make, just not at this current right. time. So once I once my eyes rolled back into their normal position after this uh, segment ended, we changed gears to Lana getting dropped through a table for the consecutive motherfucking cocksucking sucking week. <laughs> Holy the- shit. What the hell? <laughs> we have a new t-shirt. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, wh- how is this going to make her a baby face? It just makes her look pathetic. What? I mean, what the hell is this? So, uh, you know, they tried to throw us off the scent, you know, like a close-to-retirement hound dog um, because, you know, Nia was actually giving Lana credit for sticking in with him for, you know, Team Raw or whatever for this tag team match.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it was Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, and Lana versus uh, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Asuka. And, you know, so after that, you know, we're getting all this all this oh my god you're on team robba you know you did good kid kind of thing and then it's like
0: psych
1: and you know go
0: through a time. oh my god did you here psych like a, like, oh a, like, like like a, like a student in the schoolyard who writes this shit
1: it's, oh it's so juvenile so, and i and i swear to god that's going to be the title of this podcast this evening. Ben. It's going to be. Ben. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is the last episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast ever. There is no more after this. Psych. Exactly. Right. So, no. That, <laughs> oh, my that God. Was very well, well played, sir. That
1: was very well played, actually. That was a nice segue. But honestly, I want the title of this particular episode to be Who Writes This Shit? Well, I'm
0: gonna, because, I'm going to write that down.
1: Because honestly, I asked myself that question at least three times while I was watching this, and that's a conservative estimation, I can assure you. So, you know... W- w- Without going through the actual match, so the long, the short end of this is that Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose are no longer on the Women's Survivor Series team. Why? I don't know. They say uh, Mandy Rose has an injury. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true. Um, But if, if this team could possibly get any worse, it did, because instead of Mandy Rose and Dana that's a Rose, terrible team, we have Peyton Rice and Lacey Evans, no, and it's just no you no know, no. I needed to be
0: medically no. resuscitated after this shit. No <laughs> no terrible. That's a terrible team. What were they What were they thinking? You know, first of all, that's an odd team.
1: Team 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 Raw on both the men's and women's side look completely, completely uh, weak and just uh, full of it. Because there is no way that I believe that Team Raw is going to win anything at Survivor Series after how these last few weeks have gone. I mean, they look completely fucking stupid.
0: Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. First of all, that's a terrible tag team. They're, they're, that, that's an odd pairing.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Don't what? even get me started. So we're just, just going to move on. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so then we get to... Um, to the, the men's side of the bullshittery and buffoonery that's going to be taking place at Survivor Series uh, this evening
0: or uh, this this Sunday. Hold um, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, uh, the, the, the Firefly Funhouse uh, took place uh, before all the men's side stuff. Oh no, no no no! This was a
1: backstage segment with
0: oh, you. So, oh, sorry. All right, right. Backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm looking at my notes here. I thought, so, about, I thought you were talking about. I thought you in ring. Okay,
1: go on. Oh my God, so AJ Styles, in case you're you're not aware, uh, has made it painfully clear that he would like to be the captain of the Survivor Series team. I don't know why. I hate this team because it's. This whole thing is bullshit. I, I hate so
0: this. We scene. have
1: um, we have Fireface Dopey Broly uh, okay. Skipper and uh, do, what, do, do, what do, was the do, other do. one? Oh, Mongoose. Yes, we, Mom- we, can't, Get- we can't forget Mongoose. Oh my just god. Fucking painful. And of, of course, the best way to get through all of their crap is to have a tune-up match. And what is that tune-up match? It's against retribution. And keep, the, keep that in mind for just in a few minutes. So then after, after this whole whatever the fuck this is, uh, then it's time for the Firefly Funhouse. And usually, Elliot, hold on, hold on, hold on, before enjoy the hold fire, on, hold on
0: Ben, before we go there, um, first of all, what do you think of this Jordan, uh, whatever his name is, uh, now that we've seen him over the past few weeks? Uh, no, no,
1: it's, it's, a, it's a swing and a miss for me.
0: And, and you, know, you know what's stupid? You see how Adrian how was like, wait, you speak English? Why didn't you tell me? why she told me that?
1: I, I mean, how stupid does that look, make AJ look? <laughs> oh because my God. Uh, we've heard this guy speak English yeah. when he was the bodyguard for um, Underground. You know, it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Are, are you not capable of, of going back, you know, a few months? Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, go, go on five 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 fun hours. Let's go.
1: Thank you for reminding, reminding me of that physically painful experience. Okay. And, and speaking of a physically painful experience, this may have very well been the worst Firefly Funhouse I've seen since its debut. And if you remember, because I went over this on a past episode of the show, when when Firefly Funhouse debuted, I was sitting there in a stupor of absolute incredulity because I, I couldn't figure it out. And we got a repeat of that this evening because not only do we have a spelling bee going on where instead of spelling the miz, uh, Bray calls him a jackass and actually spells it out. But no, 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 that's not where, that, that's not where we, we go wrong here. It's not the elementary school level spelling bee here. No, no, no. He, he said, he, we hear something about, a, uh, about being sacrificed to a reptilian overlord.
0: Oh I did I miss that part? I, I swear to god, Elio. I felt on what was that part? Did I miss that part?
1: Uh yeah, you, you did. Go, go back and go back and just take a
0: look at it. it because I know I, I saw the idea that when he was doing the, all the karate and the blindfold thing, I saw when he was doing the darts and the spelling bee. When did that one take place though? Oh, oh! Go, go back and take a look at it. I think it was after the, the spilling bee. Okay. because, I mean, I enjoyed the firefly photos. I just enjoyed like all the little things that he was doing. Yeah, I mean. But but uh, okay, if, if he said that like about that, it's like we overboard or whatever. Okay, that's just weird.
1: Yeah, it it was just incredibly painfully stupid.
0: Okay, go on.
1: So no I um <clears throat> when when I when I heard this sacrifice to the reptilian overworld, I swear to god I I was having flashbacks of my um I was having flashbacks of my childhood oh. watching J- watching Jimmy Neutron oh. listening listening to Shane talk about his favorite action figure Ultra Lord Oh I mean it, yeah you know, this is just absolute. Ah, uh, my God! But can you can you see my
0: face right now, ladies and gentlemen? You can't see it because we are doing this on Zoom. But Michael Rose has this disgusted look on his face, like he can't believe what he just saw. You know, because because,
1: ladies and gentlemen, you know, I know we have a lot of fun here on this show. And, and we, and we, we honestly try to make it, you know, as, as laid back as we possibly can, because, you know, we really do want to have fun and there's, you know, there's a nice uh, back and forth between myself and my co-host. But honestly, there are certain moments in time where it's just, it's hard to defend being a wrestling fan, uh, these days, because it is just abysmal, and you know, at at, at this point in time, you know, when I, when I first started watching a Raw on Monday night, my parents came home uh, right when uh, right when the Miz and Morrison were talking, and um, my mom was sat down next to me.
2: And she's oh, no. looking at
1: the, she's looking at the TV like she can't believe this shit. Oh no! Yeah, you know? like where did she go wrong raising her son? <laughs> oh, and, no. and 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 I I can just read the expression on her face, and I, I go, you know,
0: this is terrible.
1: And uh, and and, she, and she, oh, hold, she, hold she, on, hold on, I gonna I knew,
0: I, knew, I, knew, I, knew, I didn't take a guess at what she was thinking. Yeah. Benjamin, what are you watching right now? <laughs> at, well, to a T, you're
1: exactly right. And, and when when I when I said that this is bad, she's like, "Well, at least you still have some uh, semblance of taste." <laughs> That's how bad this was. Speaking of terrible, and then this this might very well have been my my lowest light of of Monday Night Raw. And there's a lot to pick from. Oh, no okay so there's a there's a hurt business segment going on and it's it's a back and forth between the hurt business and kofi and xavier woods and oh my god the new day called the hurt business the jerk business that was terrible. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I even and at that exact at that exact moment, I tweeted the jerk business. Who writes this shit? Let me That's get, how I came up with, let, it, let, let, let me with the say, title for this podcast. Wait, say again. What was that? Well, because I, I posted. No, no, on I, didn't, t- I, didn't, I,
0: didn't, I didn't. Oh, can you go on and I wait. posted on
1: Twitter in reaction to this. You know, who writes this shit?
0: Oh, okay, right. I mean, you, you
1: can't come up with something more original and less creepy sounding than the jerk business. I mean, you know it what? sounds like a bad porno from 1985. <laughs> wow, what? Wow. <laughs> you know
0: it's, what? Just, it's just terrible. That's along the lines of Nia Jax's Psych. Say it again. That's, that's along the same lines as Nia Jack same site. Oh, my God.
1: Like yeah. Who writes and I didn't, I didn't think anything could get worse than that, but it did. The jerk business. It's the absolutely match. perfect. I, I, I didn't
0: mind the match itself, but that promo was disgusting when I heard the Kofi seated jerk business. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it's just,
1: the match wasn't bad, but, um, you know their their placement of commercial breaks just takes me out of it, and of course I was still distracted by um, the jerk business. Um, so yeah. then, I have, then you, I have to
0: ask you about this. You're gonna you're going on to the segment right backstage? Uh, oh
1: yeah, trust trust me. I'm 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 getting to that because I have a story. Okay, go on. So then we have uh, Seamus backstage, and he calls Drew over. I don't know why they're interacting in a friendly fashion. I was and just saying so, well, that, Sheamus... that, That's what
0: I was going to say. Is Seamus a face or a heel? I don't understand. Well,
1: he's supposed to be a heel, but he, he's being awfully chummy with the company's top baby face at this point. <laughs> Uh, okay. I, 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 don't, I don't fucking know. This company doesn't know what they're doing on a weekly basis. They, 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 I'm, I'm firmly convinced that the script is not finalized until 7.59 p.m. because this is just fucking horse shit on top of horse shit.
0: That's why we never know which version of RAW we're getting because they're always changing stuff. Okay, so so get, so get this. So uh, the
1: the point of of this segment is, Seamus presents uh, presents um, Drew with a sword, no which Drew's... apparently
0: is a. I'm sorry. No. So now Drew is King Arthur. Go on.
1: Well, there's there's that. I was gonna go with the sword in the sun reference.
0: That's King Arthur. King
1: Arthur. So, yeah. So so my point being was we're on the same page here because I I was going sword in the sun. You were going King Arthur. We're we're simpatico here. Yep. Um, but it's just it's absolutely ridiculous because I don't know if you caught this, but it was supposed to be a gift that. Uh, you know, was like a family heirloom that, no, that, that you yeah. had. Yep. If that if that was a family heirloom belonging to Drew, then why would why would Sheamus be in possession of it?
0: Well, maybe uh Drew gave it to him. Why like, the, maybe Drew had given it to him at some point in their past interaction.
1: I don't. Well then, well then, tell me that story on Monday Night Raw. Don't you know? Don't don't have you know, i trying do, to help do, you take, make a uh,
0: make sense out
1: of this. Don't don't have Seamus handling Drew's sword as if it's a circle jerk. I mean, what the fuck is going on? But speaking of speaking of that, so um, there was there was more information about the sword. Okay. Um, that, that was revealed in, a, in, a, in an interview after the 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 segment. It was uh, it was an online thing. Apparently, someone asked Drew, you know, where did he get the sword from? Uh, apparently, he got it from Mister McMahon. Because what Triple Agent Triple Agent Stephanie had gifted him a, a sword sword uh, that actually came from a swords maker in uh, in Scotland. And apparently, uh, what you know, the two of them were vacationing in Scotland, and you know, of, of course, Vince would have a sword. You know, and, and I could I could make more Circle jerk references, but I I, I think we've. We've exceeded our, our our gay porn quota for the podcast.
0: What kind of? This soul? is this is just, what the hell? This is this is just absolutely ridiculous.
1: Uh, <sighs> oh my god! Can I just skip the Nick the Nikki and Alexa bullshit, please? Yeah. Yes. I, yes. I yes.
0: I, yes. To go ahead.
1: <laughs> very very good. So then skipping to the main event now because i really don't feel like covering anything else and i'm trying to keep this podcast under the, the two hour mark um so the main event was actually uh pretty good mm-hmm. um but I, I mean i i think
0: um i think it was it went a little bit too long Damn, how many times actually, yeah, how many how many times did they put each other uh, through that table Oh my god! You could you could
1: play in so many drinking games with this man, man. You would have been drunk off your fucking ass. And, I mean, there, you know, it, it felt like I was in a bar with Seamus. You know what the hell? Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't get this. Okay. You know, I want. You know, I just want to smash my head into oblivion because. Because okay, there's two questions I have for you. First, first question: How many times have we had to see Orton go one on one with Drew McIntyre? Four, at least. I don't know the actual number. It was a rhetorical question, but no, no, I do like, well, I'm
0: just uh, guessing uh, from my own for myself. Well, I think that's a conservative
1: measurement at this point. Okay. Um. <laughs> God, there's another dick joke. Um, but anyway, what is so going this, on here? This, this, <laughs> right? this, 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 I I had to figure out ways to entertain myself because Monday Night Raw drives me nuts. There's another one. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna roll this evening. Jesus Christ. But the, the second question I have for you is, is, is Drew McIntyre the biggest jackass of all time? Because, you know, he gave Randy Orton three rematches, and then he finally reclaims the title on an episode of Raw less than, less than a month after he lost it to, to Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell. Uh, okay, well, if that's the case. And I would have to reiterate my earlier question, and that is why did you have Drew McIntyre drop the, the title in the first place? Because don't you want to have your, your first-time champion have a dominant run as champion? I mean, because let's face it, Drew was already behind the eight ball because he won the title in the middle of a fucking pandemic. That's not his problem, but of course – of course, he's not going to get over as strong as a first-time champion if he wins it in the middle of a pandemic. So that's problem number one. Problem problem number two it, is we go we go back to the timing of the of the thing. If this was the plan, if this was the plan all, all along to have Orton drop the championship to McIntyre, then I have to question once again who wrote who. who I mean, who writes this shit? I mean, I'm, I'm so flustered and so frustrated with creative, I can't even get my words out properly. Hopefully it sounds like I'm still speaking English. Um, but it's just, to, to me, this is just, let Drew keep the title and keep building his resume as a WWE Champion. It's especially if you're gonna put him in a Survivor Series, situation against against one of your hottest acts in Roman Reigns right now. I mean am I am I speaking a different language or, or am I making sense to you? No you mean sentence Well then well then teach WWE how to make fucking sense because it doesn't seem that hard to me to think logically, but apparently they're allergic to logic. Oh my God. So Thus ends another painful edition of Monday Night Raw. And I'm going to rest my vocal cords and shoot it over to Elio for his take on this week's NXT. Elio, what do you got?
0: Okay, NXT. NXT this week, uh, I thought this was pretty good. Now, um, the North American champion, Leon Ruff. I I still can't believe that. Defeats Johnny Organo by disqualification when Damien Priest comes out to ringside and uh, and punches uh, Ruff in the face to lead into the disqualification. Oh, uh, I get it. Okay. So, I, I, actually, before that, he said, Sorry about this kid. And then he drills uh, Ruff to cause the disqualification. Then they go to commercial <laughs> after the break. Uh, William Regal is in the back talking to um, talking to Damien Priest, asking him what that was all about. Then Leon Ruff comes in, right there were just when the Damien Priest was like, look, I was, just, I was just joking, right? It was just all a joke. I, and I went too far. Leon Ruff comes in and asks if uh, he if uh, priest thinks that he's a joke. He's like, No, it's just, uh, it's all about not wanting Johnny Gargano to be the champion. That's all this is about. So he's like, it was just a joke. I was having fun. I took it a little too far. And then Leon Ruff then backs up. He's like, oh, well, sorry about this kid. Then he slaps Damien Priest and says he's no one's joke.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, Leah so rough Damien Priest. Then, <laughs> then, then, then William, That's not going to end well. <laughs> then, then William Regal looks at Damien Priest and says, you deserve that. Well, I, I, I always <laughs>
1: enjoy William Regal's clips. He's very entertaining.
0: <laughs> he is so awesome. I love William Regal.
1: Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorites.
0: Okay. Then we have my new favorite. Cameron hey, Grimes going
2: to the moon. <laughs> to
1: the moon.
0: And, uh, he, he faced Dexter Lewis in a blindfold match.
1: Oh, God.
0: Which um, I also lost you because I'm, I don't, I'm not sure what happened, like if who actually won the match because now, Cameron Grimes was blindfolded, right? And yeah. Loomis was standing in the corner. He was just standing there still, still. okay? Yeah. Grimes is uh, looking uh, looking for Loomis, trying to figure out where he's at. Meanwhile, the referee is, like, behind him. He's in the corner in the chimbuckle, against chimbuckle. The yeah. Then, like, uh, Grimes feels him. cheers around. He punches the referee and starts stopping on him. Oh, God. <laughs> then, then he even moves his blindfold and realizes that it's not Dexter Loomis. He just took out the referee. And then he charges after at Loomis, who who of course drops him and he goes for the silencer. But Cameron Grimes escapes through the crowd. They like, will through the back end. Oh, my God. So I, I don't even know like what the official. I- result here
1: was i mean what's what's the well it sounds like a no contest
0: but i i was entertained i i I don't know i'm sort of like kevin grimes in this whole white character well i'm I'm glad you wear a
1: shirt I'm okay all right so at least you agree with me there because i mean i mean good lord he has more hair than more hair than Burt Reynolds on a bear rug. I mean, it's what? ridiculous. What? <laughs> it's, it's, okay. So, so there's there's a story there. There's a, there's a famous picture of um, Burt Reynolds uh, posing on a bear rug in the um, either in the 70s or 80s. And uh, when my when my brother was in college um as, a, as, a, as like a joke, a bunch of his um fraternity brothers put uh, put that picture on like a door. Oh no and, and it became like a, like a running gay joke.
0: oh I'm disturbed now
1: um, and uh, because. <laughs> Because one of the, uh, one of his, one of his roommates was, was so stupid that he didn't, he didn't understand what the, um, like, what the concept of um, a fluffer was in pornography. So he, uh, like, he always thought, okay, well, that's, that's the guy that, you know, warms the girls up the plan. And all the, all the roommates are like, no, that that's that's what you do to a guy to make sure that he's ready to go for the scene, and uh, and so the be, so because the guy didn't know that, it became a running joke because they put they put um, Burt Reynolds on the on the uh, on the door there to uh, you know to just please him a little bit, and like you know why don't you fluff him or whatever so it just. Yeah, you, you had to be there, I guess. But it, when my brother told the story, it was kind of funny. It was like, "How do you not know what the what the fuck that is?" And you're in college, like. You're idiot. So anyway, uh,
0: back to wrestling. I'm gonna have to edit stuff out now. <laughs> Why is that? I, I don't know. Wait, I don't know if this uh, this show has gone off the rails. <laughs>
1: No, it hasn't. It's, it's called entertainment, folks. I mean, uh, that, I'm, I'm <laughs> certainly more entertaining than
0: WWE television, I'll tell you that. No, this is true. All right. uh, so, okay, then we had our, the uh, usual women's tag team match. Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae defeating uh, Casey Kenzaro and Kaden Carter. Uh, we had Kushida defeating Arturo Ruiz. Then we had another another women's. Apparently, tag. Uh, sorry. Apparently, sorry. Uh, apparently, our tour got hurt. Stop w- and but but again, stop wearing no boots in the ring.
1: Yeah, well, somebody's got to tell that to Matt Riddle.
0: Oh, that guy's the worst for that. Okay, then we have another women's tag match: Dakota Kai Raquel Gonzalez versus Tony Storm and Ember Moon. Uh, God. I don't really care. Next, we had Timothy. Well, I,
1: I care about Tony Storm, but that's about it.
0: Then we had Tim- Timothy. Thatcher defeating August Gray. And remind me, who's this August
1: Gray guy?
0: August Gray. I guess he's one of uh, Timothy Thatcher's students. I'm guessing that's so uh, what they that's story they're telling here. Okay. So apparently, this is a, one of another of uh, Thatcher's lessons. Oh that, boy! Yeah, that he. Uh, so uh. he taught. He taught this guy another lesson in uh, his uh, Thatcher's Thatcher class.
1: Thatcher's <laughs> Thatcher. Thatch That's okay. I'll give him credit. That's kind of funny.
0: In the main event... <laughs> Io Shirai defeats Rhea Ripley to hold on to the women's the, the women's championship.
1: Apparently now I'm hearing reports that Rhea Ripley is gonna come up to the main roster off of losing that match.
0: This uh, uh, this was a great match. I enjoyed this one.
1: Alright, I'll have to go back
0: and take a look at it. I am uh
1: I'm somewhat behind on on uh Catching matches that my friends want me to take a look at. I just, I, um, I got kind of playfully told off earlier today when I informed my friend that I'm yet to see Walter versus uh, Dragonoff. I
0: told you about that weeks ago, but you still haven't watched it, dude.
1: No, but I, I uh, I'll probably dude. do that dude. tonight
0: because I'm kind of curious, dude. October 29th. Episode of the next UK, Walter versus Dragon Off. Uh, All right. And actually, uh, I have another one for you as well. Danny Luna versus Aoife Valkyrie. That's the first match on that show. That was a great match.
1: All right. I promise I'll take a look at it once we get off the air here.
0: All right. Now uh, we're going to throw back over to Ben for AEW Dynamite. Ben. Okay.
1: AEW, aka Ben's Salvation. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. WWE needs to take notes. So, match number one was a fantastic match between uh, the Young Bucks and a new uh, tag team called Top Flight. Love these guys, they're, they're great. And I'll tell you what
0: I I confess I I, I had never seen this team before. No, of course not, because I think they have only ever wrestled on AW Dark up to now.
1: And um, yeah, well, and they can't have had much indie experience either because they're only like nineteen and twenty-one years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but having 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 said that, I was I was I was very surprised that. The young bucks gave up as much offense as they did. Um, I would have, I would have expected this to be a uh, a squash match, but you know it was it was a very good um, back and forth match, and it it actually made me believe, uh, which is very hard to do, but they made me believe that uh, top flight might have a chance to win the damn thing. Um, so that was interesting, but. But the one thing that I didn't like about the match is that um, Matt, Matt Jackson for the for the majority of the match was no selling his his ankle injury that um, that was a problem going into uh, full gear and you know even well before that. We've heard that he might need surgery for that, but yet he's he's no selling the injury until uh, you know midway through the match. So, so that was kind of a oversight in my opinion. Um, but other than that, fantastic match. Um, like I said, I don't I don't like to go move by move because I uh, I, I just think that would take too long, and you know. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be entertaining for for me to go through move by move, but I, I would definitely recommend uh, that match in particular um, if uh, if you're interested because that was that was a very good match.
0: Oh, so uh, wait, which one was that again?
1: Top Flight versus the young bucks.
0: Oh yeah yeah I saw that one yeah that was a very yeah. good
1: match. Yeah definitely.
0: And then, uh,
1: then we have um, Orange Cassie versus Kip Sapien. Why did they put Rusev with Kip Sapien? What the – I mean, I, I'm sorry, Miro. But, oh, my God. But
0: also on commentary this week, he was terrible.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was that was a sling and a miss. And I just, I just think the um, – you know, like, the match between Orange Cassidy and Kip were, um, was really good with the exception of one slip from a Kip who, slit, who slipped on the ropes. Um, but even, even that was covered up very nicely by Orange Cassidy. Um, but I am just – I'm not a, a big fan of the combination of Kip, Sapien, and Miro. Because it, it just, it seems so random and if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Kip, I care much more about having Penelope Ford, aka my fiance, to help me out. <laughs> uh, you know, you're, versus... Uh, you're, you're, your fiance. Versus or, Miro, fiance. hold on, hold of, on. There's, there's just something not clicking with me with this partnership.
0: Hold on, your fiance or Kip's fiance. Say again? You said, AKA my fiance. Are you talking about you or are you talking about Kim Sabian's fiance?
1: Oh well, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, God, don't don't I wish I could marry someone as beautiful as, as uh, Penelope, before, but that's another story. Um, I'll, you know, I'll get there one day. I'm not one of these pathetic internet, you know, yep, thirst trap motherfuckers. You know, I'm not I'm not interested in that. But, um, you know, I'm just saying. Um, and then we, uh, we have a contract signing. It was supposed to be a contract signing between uh, Kenny Omega and uh, John Moxley. But for some reason, um, John Moxley doesn't come out. And it's because it's because he's been laid out with a bloody nose, and because because of the fact of how uh, Kenny Omega was acting, I would assume it was Kenny Omega who laid Moxley out. But we shall see in the future. Um. So Kenny signs the contract, and of course the thought is that um, they'll still be facing off December second. And breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, winter's coming, and it is not an episode of Game of Thrones, but it is John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. So I am looking forward to that. Like for me, that's going to be an early Christmas present. I, I do like. I
0: do like how this company is creative with that. With um when they can don't when they don't have like actual pay per views they they have like come up with little specials like this and titles like this. Yeah, I
1: mean but it, like but what I like about it is like it doesn't feel overplayed or, like it doesn't when they do these specials, they don't feel like B level. Like they make it feel like yeah. important even though it's not a pay per view. Yeah. And I, I just I like that because I think I think with AEW's pay-per-view schedule, it gives them more flexibility for creativity and actually like putting time into storytelling and, and different uh, different aspects of storylines that like WWE just doesn't have that because because of their in- incessant uh, schedule of pay-per-views. I mean, they have like twelve a year to put on, and like we only have four. To put on if you're at AEW, like it, it, really gives time for storyline development and like character investment, and that's just something that I appreciate. Speaking of something that that uh, was that I was looking forward to, but really came off as a miss, was uh, Inner Circle and Vegas. And you, are you, you, like, you
0: like seen Hornswoggle? No, no. Mm-mm. <laughs>
1: I I could've I could have done without a horn in a diaper. Uh, <laughs> that, no, that, that that whole thing was just ugh. uh yeah, that was a little bit juvenile and I, I think and did you did you know this war was passed out on on the uh, piano in the background? Um and you know it's just like i've seen the hangover movies i own one and two they're good movies but i don't need to see reenactments um from from that on aew you know if if they were gonna have mike tyson coming on any segment you have him come in on the on the hangover segment for god's sake i mean he knocked out stewie with one shot while listening to phil collins that was entertainment, and that would have been a nice touch for, for AEW, but they 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 seemingly uh, missed that step while uh, while going hand in hand with everything else related to the Hangover. So I was I was disappointed with no Mike Tyson. But um, m- match number three, I was I was very excited about this one. Um, it, it, it's a return of pack. Versus the blade, and uh, if if you remember, before there, there, there
0: was one match <laughs> before this, what was there Thunder Rose and Serenade?
1: Oh, uh, well, what, what
0: the, hold on,
1: yeah, I, I have it listed, I have it listed as match four.
0: Yeah, um, that, uh, someone uh miscounted there. This was. The, yeah. Okay.
1: Well, then we we can we can just do uh the so the we, we,
0: we, we, so we can do it in uh, the the order you have there. Come on. Okay. Um. So anyway.
1: Oh, where was I? Pack. Oh, yeah. Uh, pack and blade. Yeah, the I re- love... the, re- the reformed bastard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I hope he's not reformed because I thoroughly enjoy the bastard. Um. <laughs> So yeah, he's just one of those guys. It wouldn't work as a face for me. I mean, Pack yeah. and ne- Pack yeah. and Neville are different beasts. Neville can pull off being a face, but Pack, now yeah, uh, especially especially since he's been in isolation for the last eight months. <laughs> yeah. So this was a this was a nice little return match for him. I was I was expecting. Um, I was I was expecting some uh, some uh, ring rust from Pac, and there did seem to be a little bit um, because there were a few issues. one was that I noticed was a uh, near fall on, um, on like on the back of Pack's neck that seemed to be mistimed and um, you know who Hopefully they're setting up for Pack versus Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston was on commentary for this one, and then after um, after that match, um, Kingston wanted uh, wanted Pack and uh, and um, <clears throat> oh Penta Zero uh, C- C- or whatever they're calling him now. To attack uh, Ray Phoenix, and it looked like um, it looked like he was gonna do that, um, but um, he decided not to. And pack Ray Phoenix and uh, and um, oh, what what the hell? And tell- uh, yes, they. Um, Thank you very much. They uh, reformed the Death Triangle, which was a short-lived uh, stable right before um, Pac went on hiatus. So that's going to so that um, you know betrayal of the family um, is really going to uh, lead to a nice wrinkle in the Pac versus Eddie Kingston situation because um, as as you'll recall. Um, Penta was supposed to be Eddie Kingston's best friend, but the fact that he wouldn't finish off his brother um, despite the issues that they've seemingly been having for the last several weeks, that's going to that's gonna add a very interesting dimension, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, going, going on to uh, Thunder Rosa versus uh, Serena Deeb, Um, you know Thunder Rosa is one of those where I mean I wish that I had caught on to her so much sooner because I realized that she was Cobra Moon in Lucha Underground Um, but I don't know if it was the I don't know if it was the limitations of the character but she didn't really jump off the page at me on Malucha Underground, um, and and she and she seems so clean and so seamless and so incredibly talented uh, at what she does for her semi-limited brain experience. I think she's got five or six years on her. But I'll, I'll tell you what, this girl. Um, and you put her in the ring with somebody like Serena Deeb, these are the kind of matches that AEW needs for their women's division. The only, the only problem here in terms of the, the AEW brand is that this was for the NWA Women's Championship. And, I, and as I said on last week's podcast, it just seems to me that the NWA women's title is getting more shine than the AEW title. And in a way that makes sense because uh, you know, the AEW women's locker room is lacking, but I'm just, I'm not sure why um, another company's title would be getting more airtime on, on your show. Mm -hmm. So that's a little confusing, but if you if you take that away from it from the the match, this was pretty good. Um, I would say their first match was much better, um, but uh, but this was this was very good. But and any any time I I see this now, it just it reminds me of. The eyesore that the AEW women's division is, and the fact that they're gonna have they're gonna have Britt um, Baker go against uh, Thunder Rosa. I don't see that ending well um, for Britt Baker, but also I see that as kind of a it's kind of a, a you know an issue for AEW's women's division. Yes, Rosa's gonna have a great match with anybody. I mean. I think she could have a good match with like a paper bag quite frankly um but i just but if you remember when she first showed up Britt baker was supposed to be the face of the women's division and that didn't work out so i'm i'm just hoping that she doesn't get further exposed in a, in a situation with with thunder rosa because the uh the discrepancy and in, in, um, in ability just there just seems to be a wide divide there for me. Um, uh, next up we had uh, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage versus uh, Darby Allen and uh, Cody Rhodes. I absolutely adore Ricky Starks. <laughs> Well, I'm. I may very well have a man crush on Ricky Starks. I. I mean, I. See, <laughs> I, I. I see stars uh, when uh, for Ricky Starks in the future. Um. <clears throat> even more so than Darby Allen. Uh. But I think the, the interplay between Ricky Starks and Darby Allen is very interesting. Um. So there were there were a couple spots in the match that I did not like, even though the match itself was pretty good. Um, Sark went for a spear, but it was very obvious that he didn't hit it. So that was that was one um, that was one problem, and uh, and I, I I don't know. It's just. Um, there were a little too many uh, reversals and whatever. And, you know, Brian, to me, to me, Brian Cage and Taz just don't mix very well. <laughs> like, what do you think? Because I think it's very odd that Brian Cage is the FTW world champion. Uh one because you know the FTW belt isn't recognized, but I just for me there's just something missing with that dynamic between the two of them. What do you what do you think?
0: Yeah, uh, I I've never liked this pairing from when they first uh, showed up, <clears throat> but uh, and have you noticed uh, Cage isn't that big? He's almost as tall as uh, Taz.
1: Yeah, well the, I think the I think the steroids <laughs> make up for, for that. I don't you know. Yeah I mean look I'm look I'm not I'm not going after Brian Cage. I mean this is not like baseball or whatever, but you know, you but you can't tell me that somebody can achieve that freakish of a physique without some kind of some kind of assistance.
0: I want to go look up some of his uh, WWE stuff just to see what he was like. Was he in WWE? Because I don't remember that. He was in uh, FCW. Oh,
1: well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but uh, yeah, the, the match was good, but it, you know, but just it was missing a little something for me, but. After the fact, uh, it made up for it because Will Hobbs turned on um, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen and joined up with Team Taz. And for me, uh, Will Hobbs makes a lot more sense as part of Team Taz than Brian Cage does. Because like I said, the partnership between Taz and Brian Cage just seems a little off to me because if you recall... When uh, Brian Cage came in, um, they put him with Taz. This was, of course, before Team Taz showed up. But just that pairing from the very beginning just hasn't messed with me. So, But overall, it was a very good show. I, I mean, I would have ranked it like a 6.5. Uh, I, I think that the website I'm using was a little bit too kind. This show, they gave it a 7.5. I wouldn't go that far, um, but this was this was a very solid offering from the company. So, right. um, With that, we will uh, shift it back over to you um, for your take on SmackDown before we take a break.
0: Actually, uh, um, why don't we take a break and come back with SmackDown?
1: Okay, we can do that too. Make a liar uh, out of me.
0: All right, <laughs> stay tuned for that. All right, fans. We are back, and we are going to get into our review of SmackDown. Ben, would you think of the show?
1: Well, it, it just it just goes back to what I said earlier. You know, uh, those two parts that I highlighted were very good. Uh, the rest of it was completely missable, in my opinion, which is really sad. If you're just we're talking about you know a Survivor Series go home show, um, but uh, you know, as we've been going over the last number of weeks, it's just, it's lost its mystique so much that it just, it's very uh, sad.
0: Okay, so uh, first we have a New Day promo in the ring, which I just don't care because they started doing their stupid who crap and their, their, you know, their stupid WWE world tag team, whatever, garbage. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm. You know, I. I have. I have a lot of respect for what the, what the New Day has accomplished um, during their run, and I, look, I take nothing away from them. They are, they are fantastic at what they do in the ring. They're very good wrestlers. It's just the gimmick. It's it's six years later. And, and they're still doing it. I know it's kind of it's kind of stale. So I was very happy when uh, Big E kind of seemingly goes on his singles career. Um, but see, this is another issue with the draft. You know, Kofi and Xavier just left SmackDown a month ago, and now they're already back to put over. A match with the Street profits
0: at Survivor Series. Which... And we don't even told them you just had your farewell match a month ago. They're like, but that was as WWE SmackDown superstars. We're here as Raw superstars.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it they, doesn't they, matter. They were really stretching with their comebacks. That was that was very weak.
0: <laughs> oh. So that leads into this match, which I am not a fan of, these eight-man tag matches. Ugh, I hate them so much with a burning Pro- passion. Street Profits and New Day defeating Rude Ziggler, Corbin, and Sami Zayn, and that, that is an odd pairing, Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean,
1: the, it just shows the complete lack of depth in their tag team division because they don't have any tag teams outside of the New Day, and... Uh, Street Profits, so then they have to make shit up.
0: All right, and, so you know, yeah. I, I just don't fucking get it. So then we had uh Daniel Bryan interview about his match tonight. And then Alan Pierce is talking to someone, telling them that he's chosen them to fill out the SmackDown uh, Survivor Series team. And that person, of course, is Otis, so... Smackdown Survivor Series. Team right. is, what uh, the, what the fuck
1: is going on? Just stop right there,
0: Otis. Gonna, Otis, I know. I know. I know this is your
1: segment of the show, but ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm going. I'm going to come and this for just like two or three minutes, and we're going to go back to the classroom with Professor Pierce and his trusty assistant, Elio Canella. and I'm going to break this down for you. Because
0: go <laughs> <Come> on. Use <laughs> exactly. a
1: DX theme for this shit. Um, okay, so we've we've already touched on the fact that Survivor Series has lost uh, all of its luster, um, and now now we're not even having matches to determine who gets on the Survivor Series team for the last couple spots. We're just going to give it to Otis, who, by the way, makes no sense because he lost his Money in the Bank uh, contract, which makes him a loser, which means he goes back to the back of the line uh, for any kind of privileges. And, you know, it's... uh, God, you know, if if they had built him up properly and, and really made him do something with the Money in the Bank briefcase, which is a decision that didn't make sense in the first place. But, you know, it's just, all of a sudden we're just gifting spots, okay? So, so we give Lacey Evans and uh, Peyton Royce um, uh, Survivor Series spots for the women you can't tell me that either one of them has done jack shit to deserve that. And now we're just giving Otis the final uh, Survivor Series spot for the SmackDown man. What What the fuck am I missing here? The, the the logic gaps are larger than Kevin Dunn's teeth. I mean, it's just ah, what? ridiculous. <laughs> Have you been? Have you seen
0: his teeth lately? Uh, Yeah, they're they're terrible. Oh Oh, wow! Okay, dentist Pierce, Doctor Pierce,
1: DDS. Well, 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 it's it's better than Postman Pierce (laughs) from several months ago. (laughs) That was bad. Okay,
0: yeah, putting my last name in a bad light. Thank you, Adam. Now I have a question for you. Prior to tonight, they didn't fill out the women's Survivor Series team, did they? No. Okay, no, they so, didn't. so, Adam Pierce then decides to cheer. okay, Natalia walks in and begs Adam Pierce to put her on the team because she's the boat, okay, so Adam Pierce oh, says, for so Adam Pierce tells her she <laughs> calls her, on her match, which is next, and names Bailey as part of the team, but uh, Natalia has one final chance to qualify, and she defeats Tamina, so now Natalia is finally on the team. Oh my god, what, okay, what has Tamina done to
1: even earn a qualifying match, and the answer is nothing, but the reason why this is happening is because they don't have a women's division, which is why they should merge the tag team division, so we shouldn't even have you know, we shouldn't even have a women's Survivor Series match
0: Because there's nobody in the fucking division <laughs> What the fuck My co-host is He okay, ladies and- Ben is uh, fuming He is fuming uh, He's about to throw his headphones
1: I just don't understand The bullshittery And the that we see On a daily fucking basis.
2: What the God <laughs> oh, damn What the-
1: <laughs> uh, are you
0: okay? Just barely. But continue. <laughs> the next, we had that contract signing between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I like this segment. I love Roman Reigns' character.
1: Well, and, and it, it it really it really sucks for Drew because you know he's he's had his breakout year in 2020, but every single thing that Roman Reigns said about Drew being a secondary champion really is true because Roman Reigns' work as a heel has overshadowed anything that Drew has done as a babyface. And, you know, really that's not Drew's fault. It's just that because uh, Roman Reigns' fuel term was done the way it was done and the fact that it was so overdue, the fact that he's champion now with his current character change, that's automatically going to overshadow Drew. So pretty much, pretty much, Drew McIntyre got taken to school via the microphone by Roman Reigns this week. Uh, there There wasn't a damn thing that Roman Reigns said that was wrong.
0: And then we have, then we had Murphy defeating Seth Rollins Murphy had the Mysterio family out with him.
1: Well and, and unfortunately, I don't think that this is the end of, of the storyline. Now um No, they had
0: the final chapter last week. Of course, why
1: not? Well, yeah, but then of course we we still had this match this week. But and and believe me, I want it to be over. <laughs> oh my god, I want I want this to be over like the plague. But it's just... Um,
0: like this pandemic?
1: I exactly. hear you. I hear see,
0: you.
1: see there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities going on here. Um, but, but the fact is, I've heard that they're going to turn this into a wedding angle between Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy. And then Buddy Murphy is going to turn Why? On, Why? Why? on the Mysterio Why? family. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know. Why? So I'm, why? I'm, I'm hoping that this but, is the end of it, but I just, don't, I just don't think that this is going to be the end of it. Uh, so.
0: I'm looking for something to throw. Okay, anyways, uh, so next we have Sasha Banks coming out to the ring. And she's joined by Asuka, and this is just really stupid, and all it does is set Sasha Banks up to get attacked yet again by Carmella.
1: You know, and there's, there's so much I hate about this statement, because... I hate know, Asuka's uh, delivery on the I, mic. Asuka in the ring is
0: fantastic. On the, on the on the mic is fucking terrible. Oh my god. Especially when she starts yelling, like, ah. I know, she, she sounds
1: like Chewbacca, and that's an <laughs> insult to Chewbacca. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, okay.
1: It's just, I'm on fire tonight, ladies and gentlemen. What can I tell you?
0: That is <laughs> the main event we had. Uh I believe it was uh, Jay Che or was Daniel Bryan? Because I missed the ending. It was it was Daniel Bryan uh okay. going over to so so
1: scored a roll-up.
0: Okay, so it was Daniel Bryan defeating Che Iwusso in tonight's main event.
1: And this was this was actually a very good match, I thought.
0: So, Ben, let me ask you something here. Okay. You you heard that yeah the NXT lineup for this week right for um, the, the um, for my NXT review you heard the lineup from this past week yeah okay uh, well I don't know if we can really count NXT because they don't seem to have a presence on Sunday night that's right so between Raw and SmackDown which was the better go home show
1: SmackDown.
0: Okay. Raw, raw, raw is
1: just so completely terrible on so many different levels because because look and I'm not gonna go long on this because I I could do an entire podcast. No, no, no
0: because, I was just uh, I was just asking what you thought was a better home show. So go on. Well,
1: it's it's SmackDown by a long shot because. Raw has been made
0: to look so stupid during the Survivor Series build-up. Oh, no, I know. I hate the Raw Survivor Series team. Oh, oh my God. fucking... God. They lost
1: to the epitome, the definition of the word losers in 2020 in Retribution. Now, the booking of that made sense considering the dissension the, the in Team Raw. But considering... Who is on that team? The fact that they lost to
0: Retribution is sad in and of itself, even though it was the right booking. This is a this is a pathetic, the most pathetic team I've ever seen put together assembled. Now Ben, just for fun, okay? Yeah, bear with me. I'm just gonna look something well, up. on paper, on Oh, did we lose him? Yeah. Are you, are you good? No, you're, you're good. No, you're good. Are you okay? Are you good or?
1: You, you muted yourself, bro.
0: No, I'm not, I'm not muted. You muted yourself. I'm not muted. Yeah, I'm good. I hear you. You're good. Yeah, I'm not muted. I was unmuted.
1: Okay, but well we're that that,
0: that was uh, your your camera it was uh, like uh, sticking.
1: It was a uh, glitchy. Yeah, it's it said that my connection was unstable for a minute, but then it went off. So oh, I think we're see, good.
0: see, it's you too. I thought it was just me because I got that message on my end a few times. So yeah, but we're okay, good. So just for fun, I'm gonna do something here. Okay. Yeah. I want you to make your own Survivor Series team, okay? And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you your options here, okay? You're going to pick one from, you're going to pick one from each era. There's like the golden age. Hold on, let me, I grab the actual uh, one because I got the wrong post here. But we are going to, I'm going to- cool. You're gonna pick your own team. All right, here we go. So you're gonna pick one from uh, today's today's era, the present. One from the ruthless aggression era. One from the attitude era. One from the new generation era, and one from the one from the uh, golden age era. Okay. okay. All right. So your choices are. Actually, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna send this to you on your messenger right now. Okay. And then I want you to. Real, really cool. I want you to real quick pick your pick your team. And the first okay. the first one you pick is the captain of that team. Go ahead. Okay. I just, just sent it. I sent it to you.
1: Yeah. Let me let me open that up. Hang on, one second. On the fly, behind the scenes on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast.
0: It's never been done before, folks. Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It has. We're just, uh, hold on. For some some reason, it's it's being slow. Hold on. Let me try this again. Uh, did, 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 yeah.
0: All right.
1: Uh, let me cl- let me close and try again. Hold on. And I'm gonna.
0: Yeah. yeah put <laughs> out my turn.
1: I feel like feel like we should cue. I feel like we should cue the Jeopardy theme right now. Um. Hold on. Yeah, my, uh, okay, let me try this again.
0: Uh, all right.
1: Move your face.
0: Let's see, okay, it's that, okay,
1: the wrong. Let, uh, let me grab my phone, I'm gonna, uh, I'm going to uh, just put you down, down for, oh, here it is, okay, all, all right, right, here it is. So, <clears throat> Okay, so from, from top to – actually, I'm going to go bottom to top. So, first we have the golden era of wrestling, and I would have to pick uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. And from the next era, I would have to pick uh, – Shawn Michaels. Okay. Then I would pick uh, Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero,
0: and The Fiend. Okay. Wow. So let's see. Roddy Piper. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero, and the wow, okay, that's a good team. So Rodney Piper is your captain, okay. Yeah. Uh, my team, because I already picked mine, and I was, we're just doing this for fun because I'm just curious to see uh, who you would, how you would set yours up. But my team looks like this, Roman Reigns, Eddie Guerrero, Undertaker, Red Hart, and Randy Savage.
1: Not bad. I think we both came up with some pretty kick-ass teams. All right,
0: we are now gonna get into our Ben. Are you ready to fight with DeLorean?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, we are going back to Sunday, November the 20th. 2011, first Survivor Series for Madison Square Garden. And in the dark match, we had Santino Morello defeating Jinder Mahal. Oh, my God. All right, so the first match on the on the card. For the United States Championship, Dolph Ziggler defeats John Morrison.
1: Okay, so, so. this brings me back to the, the point that I was making about uh john morrison being paired with the Miz. okay this match was really really good uh, between uh between uh john morrison and uh uh who was it it was uh john morrison versus uh ziggler Z- yes so two of the most uh, prolific talents uh, in my opinion, okay, and this match really illustrates why John Morrison should be higher up the card now, versus being saddled with Miz. I'm sure he's happy with the money he's making. He's working with one of his best friends. I get all that. Good for him. Goody two shoes, so afraid I'm I'm, ta- I'm talking in terms of talent level. This guy should have already been a multiple a multiple time WWE champion. Uh, and, and this this match here really illustrates his potential. Yes, he lost because, you know, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler was paired with the most annoying manager of all time, that being Vicky Guerrero. If, if if Vicky Guerrero was a champion, I, I would have put her on my list of, of most annoying, uh, you know, just – Chicken shit heels, but fortunately she's never been a champion in WWE. But um, you know, I just I I think I think John Morrison is so misused in his current role, and and this match with Ziggler just illustrates how incredibly talented he is. Because you know this was this was a kickoff thing, and even even though you you could argue that Zack Ryder should have had this. This spot um, for this particular pay per view back in 2011. That uh, this was just a really good showing for both guys and uh, one of the one of the sleeper hits for the pay per view.
0: Okay, and that brings us to our second match for the Divas Championship. It was a lumberjack match. Oh Beth, my God!
1: Oh. Beth Phoenix
0: oh. defeating Eve Torres. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all.
1: I hate Lumberjack matches. I hate Lumberjill matches. I just despise the entire concept. I don't like it, right? Yeah. I, I think it should be burned at the stake and not exist. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> but um, on, on top of that, th- this match was entirely useless. It was less than five minutes, and the only cool part was the finish. The entire purpose of the match was to get to the finish. The Top Rope Glam Slam by Beth Phoenix. Um, you know, and this is, this is going to bring up a, a controversial point for me. And, and honestly, I don't mean anything negative by it, but this is just a legitimate question. Um, do you think that Beth Phoenix's career was worth her being inducted into the Hall of Fame?
0: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that no. Like I think there should have been other people inducted in there before her.
1: Well, I can you know like I said, no disrespect whatsoever, but it's just I don't I don't when I think of dominant figures in women's wrestling, I don't think of Beth Phoenix, um, which automatically disqualifies her from Hall of Fame consideration.
0: She does deserve it more than China, though. China to me was just an attraction. She wasn't a great wrestler at all.
1: Well, yes, wrestling ability, yes. Beth yeah. Phoenix was a lot better than, than, than a lot of a lot of women in the Hall of Fame. Uh, no, no question about it. From a wrestling perspective, I'm just talking from from in terms of the level of importance that she was given during her run. I don't think that that match is like a Hall of Fame career. I'm not saying that she wasn't extremely talented.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But that was just uh, something I thought about um, while this match was going on because it was less than five minutes. And the only cool part of it was the top rope clan plan. All right. So
0: that brings us to our first Survivor Series elimination match. The team of Hunico, Jack Swagger, Dove, Ziggler, Cody Rhodes, and Wade Barrett, defeating Cara, Kofi Kingston, Mason Ryan, Sheamus, and Randy Orton. Talk about, god, weir- they- talk about weird pairings. Yeah, they had some
1: real duds on this Survivor Series <laughs> team. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. <laughs> Hunico and Sinkara. May-
0: Mason right. Ryan, who? Mason <laughs> Ryan, what?
1: Yes, well, he was remember because he was briefly associated with the
0: nexus no that's why i said who because where is he now he's he's an, he's an actor now yeah well but doesn't, anyway doesn't really, doesn't really matter if he, he's not probably starting nothing i've heard of yeah
1: well me neither but uh and how do i know that because i actually looked him up because i'm like oh my god mason ryan but yeah, they uh, they have a, they had some very odd names on this thing. And see I, I hate this because number number one, the first thing I thought of was why does Dolph Ziggler have two matches on this thing? Especially if they're gonna take him out that early in that match.
0: Then this is appalling. What I'm seeing here is appalling. What's that? Out of this on this whole card out of all the matches they only had one traditional survivor series match oh god well and then, well, and this was it
1: well to be honest with you I'd rather have one traditional survivor series match versus you know versus the two that we're getting nowadays because you know survivor series used to mean something and it just it, it, the way it is now just illustrates how un, unimportant it, it really is and for, 2000, um, for
0: 2011 this team was not good at all no no
1: not oh my god Neither um, team, go, go
0: back go back and watch 87 to 91 you are going to love those Survivor Series shows
1: yeah I de- I'm definitely going to do that too I got a lot I got a lot of work to do whatever uh, Christmas uh, holiday because I can't do it um, for Thanksgiving because I'm going to be in uh, West Virginia and the uh, and the, the internet uh, connectivity there sucks, but, you know, right. but we're, we're in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, so I'm not really bothered by that. But yeah, I
0: definitely have a lot of
1: homework to do when I get back.
0: Our next match for the World WWE World Heavyweight Championship Big Show defeating Mark Henry by disqualification. Once again, I hated this match. Um, is this the one? On.
1: Did did they break the ring here? No, that was that was the one at that, before this that took place at Vengeance. okay. And it and unfortunately, this is this is kind of my equivalent to your uh, WCW Mayhem story because for <laughs> for 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 some reason. I actually got vengeance on pay-per-view, oh, and boy. it ended up it ended up being really bad. Outside of uh, outside of Daniel Bryan winning,
0: right? So, Wait, this is Vengeance 2011 or 2010?
1: This was this was Vengeance 2011, I think. Oh
0: boy, okay. <laughs> I think so. So my, my,
1: my point being, it was just, um, it was very, it was very random uh, for me. And actually, it, with the exception of uh, December to remember um, from 2006, two, uh, Vengeance 2011 was the second lowest pay-per-view buys at that point in WWE history.
0: You know when, a, when a, one really bad pay-per-view for me was? Yeah. No Way Out 2010. If you remember the poster for this, they had AJ Lee tying Daniel Bryan to the railroad tracks. Do you remember that poster?
1: Yeah, I, rem- I remember the poster. That, yeah, but
0: that was a, No Way Out. That was a terrible show. Ugh,
1: well, I, to me... To me, the worst, the one of one of the worst um, uh, pay-per-views. Now that we're on the topic, was um, BattleGround 2017. Have you seen that?
0: No. What is this? Ho-
1: holy jumping fucking shit balls! That was terrible. What was it? What is this? No. BattleGround. We had, we, um, we had. Um, we had the uh, Great Khali and a Punjabi prison match.
0: Wait, wait, Bob. WWE Battleground is that what it was? Um, it was uh. Well, let me let me look it up. It was
1: uh. It was uh. What the fuck? Um, it,
0: it, it sounds familiar. Let me now. I gotta look that up. Ladies and gentlemen, more on the fly research. Yeah. Right. Um, WWE Battleground.
1: I think that's what it was. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Battleground, 2017.
1: Yeah, it was... Oh, um,
0: July 23rd, 2017 from the Wells Fargo Center. The return of the Punjabi prison.
1: Oh my god, it was terrible.
0: Holy crap. I did not even... I don't even remember, don't even remember this. To this. Well, and
1: it wasn't really memorable. Listen listen to this match. Or listen to these rundown here. Eden Eden, uh, English defeats Ty Dillinger. The New Day defeats The Usos. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Baron Corbin by DQ. This next one just hurts my heart because Natalia defeated Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair, and Tamina. Oh, my
0: God. You know what? Now now that I'm seeing these matches, I remember uh, I remember this uh, because I made a video. I made a video of the lineup for this show. Yeah. And then um,
1: I particularly remember the flag match between John Cena and Rusev. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, now Holy I remember fuck, it. Holy fuck, that was
1: yeah. bad. Now, now I remember it. Okay, okay so... Uh, and then Jinder Mahal defeats Randy Orton. Oh my God! And, and and this is this. I'm sorry. This is where we saw the return of the Great Kali because he wanted to yes, help yes, yes. his fellow Indian brethren. I remember now. India's <laughs> most beloved son, Jinder Mahal, the champion oh, of a billion people. Oh my God. Uh, Oh, for fuck's
0: sake, kill me now
1: okay. anyway
0: back to the Survivor Series uh, the next one was WWE champion Alberto Del Rio losing to CM Punk CM Punk become the new champion
1: that was beautiful I loved that I, ma- absol- I
0: absolutely loved it and in the main event The Rock and John Cena defeat the awesome truth The Miz and our truth and, see,
1: I understand why it was the main event, because they were really building up to uh, WrestleMania 28, um, which was the first face-off between The Rock and uh, John Cena. Um, but I, uh, this was a very basic uh, tag team match, and obviously it, w- it was going to be... You know, The Rock and John Cena can sell anything. They could sell ketchup to a woman in white gloves. What? Um, to, what? Uh, to quote a line from uh, Tommy Boy. But, uh, you know, this this was just very basic. And obviously it was going to be because it was The Rock's first match back in seven years. But this, this should not have been the main event. Uh, the main mm-hmm. event should have been... Uh, Alberto Del Rio versus CM
0: Punk. I agree. All right, that was that was our review of Survivor Series 2011. We took a bit of a detour because we had to look up that information because otherwise it would have been would have been bugging us forever. Yeah. And uh, we are now gonna take a look at this Sunday's uh, Survivor Series uh, pay per view and uh, give you our predictions. Ben, are you ready ready to? Yeah. All right. First, uh, we're not going to do the kickoff show because that's bullshit. Yeah. Thank you.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Okay. I'm going to go top to bottom because I feel like this, the last match, should be the main event. So the first one I have here is Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, The, the men's team. Who do you have?
1: Oh, uh, SmackDown by a long shot.
0: I'm going with SmackDown. Then we have the women's team, Team Ron, Team SmackDown. I'm going with Team SmackDown.
1: Absolutely, Team SmackDown. But, you know, if you got Bailey and Bianca Belair, please, that's just, holy crap, that's a dream team in and of itself.
0: You got Bianca Belair, yeah, Ruby Riott, the Morgan, yeah, uh, Natalia, I would have... N- Natalia, I would not have put on the team. You know I what? Not... Uh, who would you have... I can't really think of... You know what? I would have put Carmella on there. Replace Natalia with Carmella.
1: Yeah, especially given her return. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, if I could pick any woman, I would pick Naomi, but she hasn't been around. Mm-hmm. So, so you kind of have to work with what you got, but... Um, so Carmella would have made the most storyline sense, especially since she's going after uh, Bailey's hated enemy for three consecutive weeks. Yep, because uh, she's been atta- she's been blindsiding Sasha Banks, so that would have been the most logical. But like I said er- earlier in the show, WWE is allergic- is allergic to logic. But even so. Um, Smackdown has the distinct advantage overall so I'm going to go with uh, Team Smackdown for the women as well.
0: I want, can we see the return of Baymella? Oh for fuck's sake. Must you give me nightmares? What? Carmella and Bailey what?
1: Well because I I've, to be honest, Carmella has never been my cup of tea.
0: Oh okay. Well, this, um, yeah
1: I've, this, never a, I've
0: never been really been a Carmella fan.
1: This particular incarnation is just uh,
0: cringe. Okay. Ne- next match, Lashley, the United States champion versus semi-zane intrical champion. Lashley. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna go with semi-zane.
1: I mean could see that, but I just I just think with the with the role that the business is on. I I I think I think um, it serves Bobby Lashley better and with Sami okay. Zayn being such a bitchy bitchy boo boo complaining pants um, you know I, I, he he can
0: take the loss and entertain me with a promo okay uh, new day versus street profits i'm going with the street profits yeah,
1: I'm gonna especially since the new day is not operating at full strength since uh, Big E's not involved. I would uh, I would have to go with the street Profits.
0: Then we have Oscar versus Sasha Banks. I'm going with Sasha Banks. Um, yes. And if she loses, I am going to
1: be one pissed off Ombre. Let me. That will be a legendary rant. Speaking of legendary rants, if we can back up, I have a nasty little suspicion that Lana is going to be the sole survivor on Team Raw. And if and if that happens and if Team Raw wins because of that, I'm just warning you, we are going to have the most epic rant in the history of the PNC Progression Wrestling podcast. You are going to have to replace the speakers on your computer. You are going to have to replace the Anchor files numerous times because the motherboard of both of our computers is going to be smoking like a motherfucker if that happens. I'm just telling. You.
0: <laughs> and that brings us to our main event, true McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Who do you have? Uh, Roman Reigns. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns just because uh, yeah, he's with uh, this story that he's got going now, the Tribal Chief, and it's really, it's uh, the most entertaining part of SmackDown.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, and uh, before we close out the show, Ben, I have an impromptu list for you. Yes. I'm going to run by you at the top the top five worst chicken heel champions first of all can you come up with five off top of your head um
1: hold on so uh let me just uh let me just have a list in front of me
0: you don't Um, need you don't need to write things on top of your head
1: yeah yeah i can come up with five
0: okay go ahead um well, the 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 first
1: one that I would have to think of, just because just because of how he operated for so long, was um, was uh, Dolph Ziggler. Okay, um, I will put Triple H on that list. Okay, um, I would put. Oh who else? Um I'm gonna have to put uh, Kevin Nash on there. Okay. Because I, I hated that. Um I'm going to set I'm even gonna put Roman Reigns on there right now just because of uh just because of the way the storyline is played out.
0: And one more.
1: And then um, I'm going to have to put Randy Orton on there as as well.
0: Okay, you're you're about to go on a rant. With the top five that I have in front of me.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: All right, lay it on me. Number five, Shawn Michaels. What? (laughs) Oh, my fucking...
1: You're going to put Mr. WrestleMania as a chicken shit heel... What the fuck is wrong with these motherfucking people? Did you get this from the list, k <laughs> Yep. I'm going to have to burn this motherfucker ass thing. I, I can't take this shit.
0: Is, is he high? He does this shit? Number oh. four, Charlotte Flair.
1: Uh, well, I, um, I would have to agree with him there.
0: Number three, Hollywood Hogan. I hate, I hate this person
1: <laughs> so much. Number two, Randy
0: Orton. Okay, well, we're in agreement there. And the number one worst chicken heel champion is Triple H.
1: I agree. So not too bad. <laughs> but I still have to burn him at the stake for including Shawn Michaels.
0: I just don't do these lists because they're hilarious. And then they end up with you go up on reds.
1: <sighs> well, well, and surprisingly, this is the most I've ever agreed with the List King. Um, just based off who I came up with. But just from like the principle of the matter, the fact that Shawn Michaels is on that list, I have to just I have have to
0: rant, because what the fuck is he thinking? Okay, ladies ladies and gentlemen, Ben, will you to bring the show to a close? Absolutely. Gay fans, that's been another week of PC Percussion Wrestling Podcast. He's Ben, I'm Elio. Watch Survivor Series this weekend. I'm going to go in with an open mind, but... I really don't know what to expect here. You're going to have to message me while the show is
1: going on because I don't think that I will be uh, watching it live because I'm going to be uh, driving to West Virginia.
0: Yeah. Okay, I will do that. Um, So for my co-host, he's Ben, I'm Elio. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodbye to the fans. Thank
1: you for putting up with my especially spirited sense of humor this evening. And uh, good luck and godspeed with Survivor Series because I don't have high hopes.
2: Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for searching in the dark sweat soaking through the floor and buried in your bones there's an ache that you can't ignore taking your breath stealing your mind and all that was real is left behind don't fight it it's coming for you running at you it's only this moment don't care what comes after your fever dream can't you see getting closer just surrender cuz you feel the feeling taking over